When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Let's talk about baseball. Welcome, everyone, to the penultimate episode of the First Pitch Podcast for the 2022 Major League Baseball season. That's right. I went literary on you folks. I'm your host, Daniel Port. Thank you so much for joining us here this morning on Wednesday to go over Tuesday's Major League Baseball action. We had Aaron Judge making history, hitting his 60-second home run. We had about three or four double headers. It was just a ton of stuff. So let's not waste any time getting into things here with the Major League injury news and notes for the day. To kick things off, the Atlanta Braves reported that Spencer Strider had no issues while throwing him flat ground on Tuesday as he's coming back from an oblique injury. The Cincinnati Reds uh, removed Luis Sessa from his start yesterday against the Cubs with a knee injury, and TJ Friedel went on the 10-day injury list with a non-disclosed injury. For the Astros, Jeremy Pena had x-rays on his knee. They came back negative after fouling a pitch off of his knee during yesterday's game, and he won't play today against the Phillies. For the Kansas City Royals, Salvador Perez was not in yesterday's lineup against the Guardians due to a thumb injury. He is currently listed as day-to-day. For the Los Angeles Dodgers, according to manager Dave Roberts, Blake Trinan is scheduled to throw to batters on Wednesday. Dustin May is scheduled to throw against hitters as well today. And Chris Taylor was not in the lineup for yesterday's game against the Rockies. He's dealing with a neck injury and is currently listed as day-to-day. For the Miami Marlins, Miguel Rojas is listed as day-to-day with an undisclosed injury. And jumping over to the Twins, Jose Miranda was diagnosed with a lip-slash-mouth contusion after being hit by a pitch Tuesday against the White Sox. Moving over to the New York Yankees, Glaber Torres is listed as day-to-day. He has an illness and was not in the lineup for Game 2 of yesterday's doubleheader against the Rangers. For the San Francisco Giants, Carlos Rodon went on the 15-day injured list. Apparently, Rodon was feeling under the weather yesterday and therefore was placed on the 15-day injured list. For the Seattle Mariners, Jesse Winkers listed as day-to-day. Well, he has a neck injury and was not in the lineup for Game 2 of the Mariners' doubleheader against the Tigers. And Sam Haggerty was placed on the 10-day injured list yesterday with a groin injury, and he is not expected to be available to return during the Mariners' upcoming postseason run. For the St. Louis Cardinals, Ryan Helsley was removed from yesterday's game against the Pirates as a precaution with a jammed right middle finger. Tyler O'Neill hasn't made enough progress to be considered for the Cardinals' wild card roster. And Nolan Arenado is day-to-day with an undisclosed injury. He was out of yesterday's lineup against the Pirates. For the Tampa Bay Rays, Colin Poche is day-to-day. He suffered a strained right oblique during yesterday's game against the Red Sox and will miss the rest of the season. David Peralta is also listed day-to-day with an undisclosed injury. No word on his timetable. And Francisco Mejia went on the paternity list as well. Finally, for the Washington Nationals, Victor Robles is day-to-day. He was removed from Game 1 of Tuesday's doubleheader against the Mets with right calf tightness. C.J. Abrams is day-to-day with an undisclosed injury. Nelson Cruz continues to be day-to-day with an eye injury. He was not in the lineup for Game 2 of Tuesday's doubleheader against the Mets. And Steven Strasburg, we got an interesting update on him with his rib injury. His status for 2023 is still listed as a mystery, according to general manager Mike Rousseau. So... Jumping into the baseball action, because as I mentioned, we had a 
ton of uh, double headers. Lots and lots of games today. We'll start with the Yankees against the Rangers. In game one of that double header, the Rangers came out on top three to two. For the Yankees, Aaron Judge made American League history, hitting his 62nd home run right there in the first inning. And he ended up going one for two on the day with a run in RBI and a strikeout. Giancarlo Stanton also hit his 31st home run, going one for three in this game with a walk as well. Over on the Rangers side of things, Adoles Garcia went one for three with an RBI, and Leotis Tavares went one for three with a run and two RBIs and his fifth home run on the season. Pitching for the Yankees in this one was Garrett Cole. He went six innings pitched, giving up three uh, runs, only two of them earned, with nine strikeouts. He had given up six hits in this game. While on the Rangers side of things, they had a bit of a bullpen game going on. Kobe Allard was credited with the win, going four innings pitched, following up on the opener to go along with two strikeouts, a walk, and just one earned run, giving up two runs overall. The Yankees did prevail in the second game of that doubleheader, though, winning 5-4 to four over the Rangers. Talking Yankees hitters, we have Oswaldo Cabrera hitting his sixth home run on the season, as well as Oswald Peraza hitting his first career home run. Congratulations, Oswald. Going 2-4 for four with two runs scored in RBI as well. And Kyle Higashioka hitting his 10th home run on the season to go with a walk as well. For the Rangers hitters, Adolis Garcia continued his hot day, going 1-for-3 with his 27th home run on the season, scoring two runs and two RBIs on the day. And Josh Young went 1-for-4 with two RBIs in this one. Pitching for the Yankees was Jameson Tyone. He went six innings pitched, giving up four earned runs, walking two hitters, giving up seven hits, and striking out five. For the Rangers, John Gray had a quality start going six innings pitched, giving up three earned runs, just four hits on the day, walking no one, and striking out three. Now jumping over to our other doubleheader of the day, the Nationals and the Mets went toe-to-toe for two games here. In the first one, the Mets prevailed 4-2 to two over the Nationals. For the Nationals hitters, though, Riley Adams went one for three with his fifth home run on the season and two RBIs. On the Mets side of hitting, though, Brandon Nimmo had himself a heck of a day across these two games here, going three for five in this one with a double and his 15th home run in the season. He had three RBIs in this game, uh, all to go with a run scored as well. Pitching for the Nationals was Corey Abbott. He threw four innings pitched, gave up five hits, four runs, three of them earned. He walked four hitters and struck out six. On the Mets side of things, Carlos Carrasco went four innings pitched as well, giving up five hits, only two earned runs, though, and walked a hitter, struck out three. Moving on to the second game of this doubleheader, the Mets won this one as well, eight to nothing. Brandon Nimmo continued swinging a hot bat, going three for three with another double. That's his 30th on the season and his 16th home run as well, giving him another three RBIs on the day to go with a run scored. Francisco Lindor also hit his 26th home run of the season, going one for three with a run in an RBI. And Jeff McNeil hit his ninth home run of the season, going one for five with a run in an RBI. Pitching for the Nationals in this one was Paolo Espino. He didn't even make it out of the first inning. He threw just .1 innings pitched, giving up five hits, seven earned runs, two walks, and didn't strike out anyone. He gave up three home runs in that time period. Just a really rough outing to end the season for Paolo Espino. For the Mets, Taewon Walker went 4.1 innings pitched, giving up four hits, no earned runs. He didn't walk and only struck out 10 hitters through just 81 pitches to get through uh, that start. Jumping over to the Royals versus the Guardians. The Guardians won this one 5-3. There wasn't really, despite scoring through runs, any Royals hitting performances of note. But for the Guardians, Ahmed Rosario went 3-4 for four with a run scored. He stole 18th base on the season. Jose Ramirez went 1-4 for four with a double and two RBIs. That's his 43rd double on the season. And Owen Miller went 1-4 for four with his 6th home run of the season with two RBIs and a run scored. 
Pitching in the four of the Royals this one, I said to stack hitters against Daniel Lynch, and I was right. He went 4.2 innings pitch, giving up eight hits, five earned runs, two walks, two strikeouts, and giving up a home run. For the Guardians, I also said Cal Quantrill should do pretty good in this one, and he sure did. Went five innings pitched, giving up just one earned run, four hits. He didn't walk anyone. He struck out four. When Quantrill pitches at home, he is lights out. Moving on to another doubleheader, the Tigers and the Mariners took the uh, field for two back-to-back games. The Mariners won game one, seven to six. For Tigers hitters that stood out in that game, Riley Green went one for four with his 18th double in the season and two RBIs. Spencer Torkelson had himself a nice day, going two for four in this one with his seventh home run on the season, two runs and two RBIs. Victor Reyes went two for four with three runs scored, two RBIs, a double, and his third home run on the season. On the Mariners' side of things, Mitch Hanniger went two for four with his 10th home run in the season, two RBIs, a run scored, and a walk. And Kirk Casale went two for four as well with his fifth home run on the season and a run in an RBI. Pitching for the Tigers in this one is Eduardo Rodriguez. He went six innings pitched, giving up six hits, three earned runs, walked one hitter, and struck out seven. On the Mariners' side of things, Chris Flexen went four innings pitched, giving up five hits, three earned runs, one walk, and two strikeouts. In Game 2, the Mariners prevailed as well, winning 9-6. to Spencer Torkelson continued to hit well for the Tigers in Game 2, going 3-for-5 with his 8th home run on the season, getting an RBI and 2 runs scored. For the Mariners, Cal Raleigh hit his 27th home run on the season, going 3-for-5 with a run and an RBI. And Abraham Toro hit his 10th home run on the season, going 2-for-4 with 4 RBIs. In terms of pitching in this one, the Tigers actually used a bullpen game, so no pitcher really stood out. But on the Mariners' side of things, Justice Sheffield went five innings pitch, giving up five earned runs, seven hits total, with four wonks, four strikeouts, and a home run given up. Jumping over to the Cardinals versus the Pirates, the Cardinals were the victors in this one, eight to seven. For the Cardinals, Brandon Donovan went two for five with two runs scored and an RBI. Corey Dickerson came in and pinched hit for Paul Goldschmidt, going two for two with a double and two RBIs. And Albert Pools went one for two with two RBIs as well. On the Pirates side of things, O'Neill Cruz went three for six with a run scored. Brian Reynolds went two for four with his 19th double in the season and a run scored and two walks. Rudolfo Castro went two for five with a run in an RBI. And Miguel Andujar, who settled in nicely in Pittsburgh, went one for five with a double, uh, two RBIs, and a run scored. And Jake Suwinski went two for four with a run and an RBI and a walk. For the Cardinals pitching-wise, Dakota Hudson went 2.2 innings pitched, giving up nine hits, seven earned runs, two walks, and a strikeout over uh, a shortened start. For the Pirates, JT Brubaker went 2.2 innings pitched, giving up four hits, three earned runs, one walk, and two strikeouts. Now jumping over from one high-scoring game to a pretty low-scoring one, the Braves beat the Marlins 2-1. For the Braves, Ronald Acuna Jr. went 1-for-3 with an RBI, two walks, and his 29th stolen base on the season, while Willem Contreras went 2-for-5 with an RBI as well. On the Marlins side of things, John Birdie went 1-for-4 with his 17th double on the season and his 41st stolen base of the season, while Jesus Sanchez went 1-for-2 with his 13th home run on the season and a walk to go along with that. For the Braves pitching-wise, Jake Odorizzi went 5 innings pitched, giving up 1 earned run, only 2 hits, 1 walk, striking out 7, giving up a home run. For the Marlins, Braxton Garrett went 4.2 innings pitched, giving up just two earned runs with six hits, five walks, and seven strikeouts. Jumping over to the Cubs versus the Reds, the Reds won this one 3-2. Wilson Contreras this time hit, went 2-3 for three with his 22nd home run, a run, an RBI, and a walk. 
Nico Horner went one for four with his 10th home run on the season, a run in RBI of his own. On the red side, I think Chucky Robinson went two for three with two RBIs and his second home run of the season. Pitching for the Cubs in this one, Javier Assad went 5.1 innings pitched, giving up four hits, no earned runs, one walk, and four strikeouts. On the red side of things, Luis Sessa went five innings pitched before being removed with a knee injury. He get one earned run on just one hit with one walk, four strikeouts, and a home run given up. Jumping back over to the AL East, the Red Sox bested the Rays 6 to nothing. The Rays managed just two hits in this game, and it was called due to rain after five innings. For the Red Sox, Xander Bogarts went one for three with a grand slam home run, giving him a run and four RBIs on the day. That was his 15th home run on the season. Pitching for the Rays in this one, Jeffrey Springs went three innings pitched, giving up just two hits with an earned run, a walk, and three strikeouts. For the Red Sox, Nathan Avaldi went five innings pitched, giving up just two hits, no earned runs, two walks, and four strikeouts. Now, the Brewers beat the Diamondbacks 3 to nothing. For the Brewers, Luis Urias went 3-4 for four with a run scored, two RBIs, and a home run. He had a double as well. That was his 16th home run on the season and his 17th double. Garrett Mitchell went 2-4 for four with his second home run of the season, giving him a run in RBI to go along with that. For the Diamondbacks, Zach Gallen threw five innings pitched, had three earned runs, gave up five hits, three walks, and six strikeouts while giving up two home runs. Not exactly padding his Cy Young resume in that one. And Eric Lauer went six innings pitched with no earned runs, four walks, and seven strikeouts. The Astros pummeled the Phillies 10 to nothing. The Phillies had just three hits on the day, and Jose Altuve led things off for the Astros, going three for three with two doubles. Jose Pena, before he left the game, homered in this one, going two for four with two RBIs and a run scored. That was his 22nd home run of the season. And Jordan Alvarez went three for five with three doubles and two runs scored, while Kyle Tucker went one for three with three RBIs and his 30th home run on the season. Pitching for the Phillies, this one's Ranger Suarez, who went three innings pitched, giving up seven hits, six earned runs, two walks, and two strikeouts while giving up three home runs. Pitching for the Astros into the one was Justin Verlander, who did add to his Cy Young resume for the season, going five innings pitched, giving up no earned runs, walking just one, and striking out ten hitters. And jumping over to the AL Central, the Twins and the White Sox went head-to-head, with the White Sox prevailing 8-3. to For the Twins, Jermaine Palacios was one of the lone bright spots in this one, going one for three with his first career home run. Congratulations, Jermaine. Uh, I'll have to go along with a run and an RBI. For the White Sox, Elvis Andrus continued his resurgence with that team, going two for four with his 17th home run on the season and his 18th stolen base. He had two runs scored and three RBIs. Gavin Sheets was good in this one as well, going one for four with two RBIs. Pitching for the Twins, this one was Josh Winder, going 2.1 innings pitched with four earned runs, giving up five hits, a walk, and two strikeouts. While Lucas Giolito went for the White Sox, seven innings pitched, two hits, two earned runs, two walks, and four strikeouts. Now, moving to the West Coast, the Angels took on the Athletics, losing in this one with the Athletics prevailing 2-1. to one. For the Angels, Matt Duffy went 2-4 for four with an RBI. And on the Athletics side, I think Sean Murphy went 3-5, for five, while Seth Brown went 1-3 for three with an RBI and two walks. Pitching for the Angels in this one is Michael Lorenzen, going six innings pitched, giving up zero earned runs. He walked three hitters, struck out seven while giving up three hits. For the Athletics, Cole Irving went six innings pitched with four hits, giving up no earned runs as well. He didn't walk anyone, he struck out five. Sticking around on the West Coast, but over in the National League, the Padres and the Giants went head-to-head, and the Padres came out on top of this one 6-2. to two. For the Padres, Will Myers went went 2-for-5 with his 7th home run in the season to go along with one run and two RBIs. 
And Hyesung Kim went two for four with a double one run scored and two RBIs as well. For the Giants, pitching-wise, Alex Cobb went five innings pitched, giving up seven hits, one earned run. He didn't walk anyone, struck out seven. And the, for the Padres, Sean Manaya went six innings pitched with one hit given up, zero earned runs, one walk, and six strikeouts on his side of things. The Rockies surprisingly beat the Dodgers for the second day in a row, winning 6-2. to two. For the Rockies, Randall Grichuk went 1-5 for five with his 19th home run on the season and two RBIs. Sean Bouchard hit his third career home run, going 1-5 for five with a run in an RBI. And Brandon Rogers hit his 13th home run of the season, going 2-4 for four with a run in an RBI as well. And for the Dodgers, Joey Gallo hit his 19th home run on the season, going 1-2 for two, uh, with a run and an RBI. And Cody Bellinger went 1-3 for three with an RBI, amongst rumors that he is trying to slow down his bat a bit to improve his hitting. Pitching-wise for the Rockies, Ryan Feltner went six innings pitched with two earned runs given up, four hits, two walks, and four strikeouts. While for the Dodgers, Julio Urias went five innings pitched, giving up two earned runs, giving up four hits, one walk, and four strikeouts. So that's all of the action from yesterday's games. Uh, like I said, there's a ton of stuff going on. And it's easy to get caught up just in Aaron Judge's greatness this season or some of the other things going on. But there is just a ton of baseball. So before we jump into what we're looking forward to in today's action, the last day of the season, let's take a quick break. Hey, Alex Fast here, and thanks for listening to this podcast on the Pitcher List Podcast Network. If you're a fan, consider supporting all of us by getting a PL Plus subscription, where you're going to get an ad-free website and get access to our Discord, where you can talk to all of our podcast hosts and staff. Plus, you can hang out with our incredible Pitcher List community. It's basically a baseball sanctuary year-round for as low as $8 a month. You can sign up at PitcherList.com backslash plus, and you're going to get your first month free with promo code podcast also don't forget to check out everything else we do as well from youtube videos live streams newsletters off-season articles tiktoks breakdowns over 15 baseball podcasts on our network we can't stop talking about baseball even during the off-season so sign up for pl plus today at pitcherlist.com backslash plus and use promo code podcast to get your first month free all right thanks for listening let's get back to the show Welcome back, everyone. Let's check in now with our good friend Mark Paquette one last time here for today's weather. Thank you very much. This final day of the Major League Baseball season should be much better shaped than in the last couple days. This slow, upper-level, low-pressure system sitting right off the east coast of the U.S. is going to meander off to the east and allow everyone to play with no issues with rain. And that's a good thing since all games start at 4 p.m. Eastern or a few minutes um, after that. And weather will be good everywhere. And that's a great thing to end a great Major League Baseball season. Thank you very much. And I'll talk to you, well, next year. Thanks. Bye. So let's talk about today's action. It is the last day of the season. I just want to take a second and say thank you so much for spending the season with us here at PitcherList and with us on the First Pitch Podcast. Thank you so much to Scott Chu and Chad Young for allowing me to join them and work with them on this great podcast. And thank you for listening to us and listening to me gab about baseball. With that being said, there is some really fun stuff going on here on the last day of the season. Shohei Otani is making a final big push, not just for the Cy Young, but for the MVP as well, as he's trying to chase down Aaron Judge making history. He's going against the athletics. He's going to need to make one heck of a start to really make a case, but it should be fun to watch him try. Framber Valdez is also trying to pad his Cy Young resume here as he takes on the Phillies. 
and we'll get Clayton Kershaw trying to get the Dodgers to 111 wins, and we'll also get a chance to see if he plays, can Aaron Judge add to his AL record home run total today as well. In terms of any pitchers, I'm looking to stream if you're playing DFS or anything today. I like Adrian Sampson against the Reds. He's been really good this season, and the Reds have been very bad. That's a nice matchup for him. I also like Aaron Savale going up against the Royals. He's actually been really good lately in his past few starts since coming back from injury, and the Royals have not, well, been good this season. So it should be a pretty good matchup there for Savale. In terms of hitters, I'm looking to stream. I'll take any Guardians hitters again today against Jonathan Hazley of the Royals. I'll take any Mets against Eric Fetty, especially Brandon Nimmo or maybe Francisco Lindor if you're doing DFS. And any Mariners I can get against Tyler Alexander of the Tigers. And actually, on the other side of that, any Tigers I can get against Marco Gonzalez of the Mariners. So those are some hitters I would also be streaming. But that's our podcast today. All I got to talk about here today. And just one last time, I want to take this chance to say thank you so much, everyone, for listening. You are what make PitcherList great. And you push us to be better. You push us to put out the best baseball content on the planet. And you're what make us great here at the First Pitch Podcast. So thank you so, so much. We'll have one final episode coming out tomorrow to recap all of today's action. But again, allow me to say thank you. Enjoy today's baseball. Enjoy your Wednesday. Enjoy the playoffs. And we'll see you next season. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.